The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. I love bringing my soul to work every single day, and I hope you are feeling well today. But I've got some bad news to lay down today, and I want to turn it into good news later on. If you're new to my show, welcome. I am Coach Mo Fall. And I am the founder and creator of a transformational journey that we take women on over 12 weeks. It's called the Kick-Ass Career Workshop. And I feel like it's like you're on the workshop assembly line and we're helping do some stuff to bring your soul to work to help you land your dream job. It's a 12-week transformational journey. And I got to tell you, I just got off the phone with one of my lovely clients who just graduated from it. And she is a different version, a better version, a happier version, a more engaged version of herself now after 12 weeks. And she is saying yes to a lot of things after having lost her job during a, uh, I guess it was a buyout. Her company uh, had a buyout and she lost her job along with some other folks. And she entered our 12-week workshop about 12, 13 weeks ago because she just graduated and landed a fantastic job with a fantastic company that is such a better match than where she was. And she realized that her career had plateaued for over 10 years. And today I'm talking about, is it possible to love your job? If you don't love your job, as a matter of fact, if you hate your job, and I don't even like saying those wor- that word, Studies show that between 60% to 85% of people who have jobs are unhappy or hate their job. 85%, 60%, neither of those numbers is good. And what happens when we're unhappy at work, which by the way is most of the 168 hours that we have in a week, It's the biggest bucket of time that you're spending of that 168 hours a week. You're spending at least 40 hours. And by all of the statistics coming through on how this remote work during the pandemic has changed things for us, there are 10 more hours that most people are working per week. So that 40 went to 50. The commute time turned into work time. And so out of 168 Let's do the math on this. So you get 168 hours per week. Let's call it 45 are work. That gives you 123 hours left over. Let's say that you sleep seven hours a night. That's 49. We'll round it off to 50 for a good number. That's 73 other hours that you're doing eating, TV, family, recreation, etc. Okay. 
Most people work Monday through Friday and have the weekends off. So that's 48 hours of time that technically would not be working. Although plenty of people do work through the weekend or do work some of the weekend. I do a fair amount of coaching on on Saturdays and really love taking Sundays off totally. And so the biggest bucket of isolated activity is your work hours. And if you're unhappy or if you hate your job, which is a whole nother dimension, you are poisoning your soul for 45 hours a week. I know. Have you looked at it that way? You're not just unhappy with the external world and the external factors of work. You, the the soulful being who is in, in work, at work, doing work, that soulful version of you is running a tape constantly into the subconscious, which is where the soul lives predominantly. You are running a tape of unhappiness. You are running a tape of negativity. 45 hours while you're engaged at work. I'm going to use those word, that word engaged loosely. And then if you're like every single human on the planet, you're ruminating about it after work. Chances are you're ruminating while you're sleeping. That's another 50 hours a week. So out of that 168 per hours per week, 45 while you're working, 50 while you're sleeping, that's 95 hours. And I'm certain that when you are at the dinner table or talking to your partner or calling your friends or watching a TV show so you can numb out and not think about work, that in the crevices of your soul, you're ruminating about how much you don't like your work. How dare they? I can't believe that. I can't believe this. When will I ever get ahead? And you're feeling a tightness in your chest, a sickness in your stomach. And I know for sure that your adrenal glands are on overdrive. Overdrive. For the women who we work with in our workshop, Here's something that is absolutely true. And if this resonates with you, I want you just to be honest with yourself. You're not alone, but I want you to be honest with yourself. When your adrenals are on overload, your nervous system is on overload. When your nervous system is on overload, you will be at the verge of making very bad decisions. You will be on the verge of quitting, saying things you don't want to say, writing emails you don't want to write. Last week, I talked a woman off the ledge of quitting her fantastic job. And every single week in our kick-ass workshop, we're talking with women who are currently in a job that is not working out for them. They're unhappy. They hate their job. Matter of fact, many times they hate their boss. And they don't know how to get out of it. And here's what happens. When you're in that environment for 45 hours a week times 50 to 52 weeks a year, take a couple of weeks of vacation, times X number of years, that's a lot of time that you've spent poisoning yourself on how horrible it is. 
that level of discomfort and adrenal action and nervous system being in fight or flight for that many years, hours, creates an environment inside your sense of being that you are under siege. It's like being chased by a saber-toothed tiger all of those years, all of those weeks, all of those days. And you can't get away. The tiger keeps chasing you. And our bodies are not built for decades of being under stress without it turning off. We're not built for that. We're built for our nervous system having a reaction to fight, flight, freeze. Mostly it's fight, flight. Freezing is the last ditch alternative of the stress response system. Because the first alternative is that you want to fight or run. Freezing is what most people do. They sit in a job stuck that they hate. Now, let's pause on that issue for just a second. If your best friend or your sister who you love or your adult child said that they were going to keep doing something that they hate because they didn't know how to not do it, would you think they were a little crazy? Would you think they were a little like, what do you mean you're going to keep doing something you hate because you don't know how to do something different? Why don't you learn how to do something different and get out of that thing that you hate? Could you imagine eating a meal that you hate? And saying to someone, I don't know how to do anything different but then to eat what's in front of me. I mean, that would just be ridiculous. But so many, 60 to 85% of people are doing that every day. And when you eat something you don't like, you're probably going to stop doing it like after a couple of bites. But if you're in a job that you don't like, you're just going to keep chewing it. And it's going to keep chewing you. This is the basis of all diseases. I think most people understand that. When your conscious mind and subconscious mind are only spewing negativity, your body's going to eventually get diseased. That's how the system works. Not only do you spew negativity through your mind into your body, but you're also depleting your soul, and you're also creating an attractor pattern in the quantum field for negativity. It's like the trifecta. You're poisoning your mind and your soul. You're poisoning your body, and you're creating a negative attractor pattern for yourself. We have a saying in our workshop as our women go through the 12 weeks, the better it gets, the better it gets. Why is that? Because that's an attractor pattern. And it's the same thing 
on the opposite side of that situation. The worse it gets, the worse it gets. You don't want worse. You want better. But you're going to have to make a decision to do something different. If you keep doing the same thing, you will keep getting the same result, but that's not true because the same result will get worse. That's what happens. That's how the universe is put together. What you think and feel is what you attract. Now, Mo, I'm thinking about a better job and I really want a better job, and, but you're not thinking and feeling that even though your conscious mind is thinking, I want something better. Every single thought that you have on a regular basis, 45 hours a day, 50 hours while you're sleeping and all those other hours while you're talking to people and watching TV, you're ruminating. That is such a negative attractor pattern. You are, you are in a soup of negativity. And there's a lot of people who want to join in on that soup because they're in negativity also. So you're going to have a bad boss. You're going to have colleagues that are backstabbers. You're going to have bullies on your team. You're going to attract negativity when you live in negativity. Is it possible to love your job? Heck yeah. But you got to change because this is the other thing I want to point out point blank. When you have ravaged adrenal glands, a nervous system that is frayed and frazzled, and all you want to do is quit your job or tell your boss off, when you're living there, you're likely to make bad decisions and make mistakes. When you're living there, you're going to attract negativity. You have to make a massive turn. And that's what we do, and that's why we're so good at it, because an expert who knows different and an expert who can help you reduce your nervous system reaction, who can help guide you to your truth and to your power and to what exactly is the right best next thing for you, that's what we do. All day long, hundreds of women every year, thousands over the years I've been doing this, Life after life, changing, up-leveling, getting better, soul lifted, feeling better, awesome woman now in an awesome job, feeling great, better mom, better sister, better daughter, better friend, better partner. If you're suffering in your job, everyone in your orbit is feeling it. Everyone in your orbit's feeling it. You know it. You know what's going on. But if you don't have the secret code to crack, if you don't have the guidebook on getting out of it, you will meet greater pain until you do something about it. So what does that look like? It looks like quitting a job when you probably shouldn't. It looks like losing your job. It looks like disease. It looks like sometimes another type of disaster. Uh, we've had women come to us because they've had broken bones, car accidents, uh, cancer survivor. Cancer was my wake up call. I don't, I don't need you to get cancer to fix your career. 
okay? But you might need that level to do something different, to pay the game a different way, to finally believe that there is something better for you. Do not let that happen. It happens all the time. You don't need that. You don't need a car accident or a disaster or a divorce or losing your job to help you make the shift and make the turn. Every, I don't know, week or month in our in our 12-week kick-ass workshop, there are a handful of women who are not working. And they are eager to get back into their career and up-level themselves. A lot of the women are in a job that they don't love. And we're helping them navigate that current situation in a better way, have conversations that they haven't been having that they need to have. And we look at that as a laboratory of growth versus the negative poisonous environment in which it has been for them. Oftentimes that environment shifts when they shift. All of a sudden asked to be on a special project, all of a sudden moved into something, all of a sudden recognized and brought into a role, a promotion that they've been desperate to have and haven't gotten. And sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Sometimes it's a new job somewhere else because sometimes you have to break the, the covenant, if you will, with the negativity and move on to another place. Because if you are agreeing to the negativity for so long, one of the things that you may have to do, and we like guiding you through this versus you just jumping ship, is to actually make the upgrade in your soul. And then you'll be able to make the upgrade in your career and attract into an environment a new company, a new organization that has a different energetic vibrational field. Because when you're in a company, when you're at a job, you're actually participating in that ecosystem. And if you're in a negative vibe, that ecosystem is a negative vibe to match you. And once you become up-leveled and bring your soul back to life, your energetic frequency shifts and changes. And that may be enough of an adjustment to make that current work environment respond differently. That and some powerful strategies to navigate things differently. But oftentimes then you can see more clearly because your nervous system is no longer on overload and your adrenal glands have calmed down and your soul is the dominant energy now. You can now see differently what you need to do. You can also see differently who you are and the value you bring to the table where in so many situations when you're not loving your job, you're not loving yourself. And it's very difficult to interview powerfully if you've spent the last several years in a negative scenario. How do you show up for an interview like that? You're either going to have to fake that you feel better. doesn't work. Or you're going to have to just feel better and bring yourself back alive. You really can't fake or outwork a negative vibrational reality. So if you're hanging out in this negativity 
like, again, 60 to 85% of people who were surveyed. You got to make a dramatic shift in that sense of self in order to have a different outcome. This is one of the primary laws of the universe. You have to be the change. And like I said, sometimes it changes the environment. Sometimes it does. I've got hundreds of examples of that. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes that environment is more of a powerful negative force and you must change. One of our great grads uh, who I just had the opportunity to see yesterday after working um, in our workshop two years ago, she actually invited me to come talk at her company. And so I was, I was meeting with her and two other women from her company and we were talking about what's the topic that they want me to talk about and, and that sort of thing. And my client was very forthcoming and very beautifully open about what her experience was in working with me so these other women could get a sense of who I am. This woman was in a company for 20 years, my client. And two years ago when she started working with me, she was working 15-hour days easily. She had a, a she was working in a remote scenario because she was more of a field and salesperson. So she had an office in her house with a door, two small kids, a husband, and she literally would lock herself in that office and not even eat throughout the day. She was so stressed out and so frazzled that her nervous system was on a brink. This beautiful woman with so much capacity to do great work and to be awesome and to earn more and to feel better, so much capacity for that, was so stuck in this negative environment. And in her case, the negative environment was too powerful to overcome. But she made the shifts, she made the changes, she did the inner work, she brought her soul back to life. And there was an interim strategy that we employed with her to maneuver the scenario. Because I didn't want her to lose 20 years of, sen of seniority and benefits and that sort of thing before she had something else. So we navigated that. Two years later, she's in her second wonderful new job. She looks fantastic. Her kids, of course, are two years older. She doesn't have to create artificial boundaries or lock herself in her office to do her work. She now is honoring herself, honoring her talent, and knowing that she doesn't have to work insane hours to prove herself. She's now making twice what she was making. She's 20 times happier. And she's a better mom and wife. She's a better person because the best parts of her had bled out so much with that overworked stress environment that she couldn't even be the person she wanted to with the people she cares about the most. That to me is the biggest sin of our human life is when we literally turn off the best parts of ourselves because we think we need to work hard, prove ourselves, and we 
donate our soul to a a job, to a corporation. And that isn't necessary to do a good job and to have a fruitful, abundant career. It's not necessary to donate your soul. But so many people do it. And I'm going to talk about in the second half of this show why we do it that way and what one of the biggest things you need to pay attention to to not have that go. But first I want to talk a little bit about how we get started working with with the folks that we work with. And I work exclusively with professional women in my 12-week workshop. I do coach a few men and I do coach a few folks one-on-one. I have a little bit of a boutique one-on-one practice, but most of my work and effort and focus is on working with women in this in this group workshop because it's such a a great fertile sacred place for women to make changes and to up-level themselves and learn from each other. It's a beautiful, beautiful, harmonious environment to upgrade and up-level and to learn and to get coached. What we do over 12 weeks is transformational. It's not just a workshop of content and information. No, 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 no. And as this grad I talked to today said, I thought I was going to have a career journey with you, which I did, but what I didn't realize is how awesome my soul journey was going to be with you. If you'd like to know more about what we do and how I do it and why, you can come attend my masterclass, my webinar. I have it running several times throughout the day. It's mofall.com slash masterclass. Come join me for that. If you like what you're hearing today and you want to just dive in and you're like, Mo, I am picking up everything you're laying down. How do we get started? That is by booking a clarity call, a complimentary career clarity call with my team or I. I do take some of the calls. It's random or by chance that we might uh, have a clarity call together. Uh, My team is awesome. And it's mofall.com slash give me clarity. And we will talk with you in a dedicated hour all about you. We want to know and understand what's happening. We want to know and understand trends and things that have been obstacles for a while. So that's how we get started. I'd love, love, love the opportunity to talk to you and see if we can help turn your career around and bring your soul back to life. It's what we do so well, and I am passionate about it. I'm going to explain two other aspects of this after the break. We'll see you in a minute. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. I am so excited to be talking about this topic today about loving your job or not. Most people don't love their jobs, as I spoke about in the first half of this show. 60 to 85%, I'll say, of us, I'm not one of those, either hate or unhappy with our jobs. That is a disgrace to our human nature because our human nature is to be happy. Our human nature is to be thriving and to be in appreciation and joy and enthusiasm and eagerness and 
optimism and happiness and positive expectations and positive beliefs. That is our nature. That is our highest self. And if we are dragging ourselves down and depleting our souls by being in such a negative place with our work, we are literally killing our souls and eventually killing ourselves. And our lives will just absolutely be painful, suffering, struggling. No one human on this planet should be that way. Work is a call to contribute your gifts and talents to the world in a way that allows you to receive compensation so that you can have a lovely life of opportunities and choices. If you are in the grind, if you are working way too many hours, if you are unhappy and hating your job and your work and the people around you, please, let's do something about it because that's like the biggest sin against your soul is to be that unhappy that many hours a day. Please, let's do something about it. It's not hopeless. But you may need an expert and you may need a strategy and you may need someone to call you out on it and help lift you out of the quicksand. That's what we do all day long. All day long. Mofall.com slash give me clarity books you a complimentary career clarity call where we can help diagnose what's really going on. Most of the time, when we talk to someone on a clarity call, they're in their own way. They've gotten into such a negative vortex that getting out of it seems impossible. And if that's you, let's talk about getting to work together. Let's talk about saving it. Let's talk about getting you in a place where you can love your job and be in joy. One of the women who actually booked a call from this radio show three months ago or so, because she's still in our workshop, had been out of work for a few years. She's in the finance and accounting world because she was taking care of some uh, family illness and, and was needing to do some things and work was difficult to combine with that. And you know how many times that happens to women over their careers? Very often. But it didn't have to be the death of her career. But she had sort of signed herself up for, I can't get my career back because I haven't worked for a couple of years. And when she booked her call with us, we were able to listen and understand who she was, what she does for a living, what the absence from work was all about, and appreciate and understand that we indeed could help her. And we have helped her. She's now working in a thriving company at a really exciting new company, and she's loving it. And she didn't even know that it was possible to enjoy her coworkers and to enjoy her work and to be paid well for it. That was like not even possible to her. Because like so many, her template, her programming, her conditioning for work was that it was going to be hard, suffering, miserable. No wonder she didn't want to return to it. Who would want to do that? Who would want to return to work with the conditioning and the programming that work sucks? That's why so many people avoid it after they've dropped out of 
their career for whatever reason. Sometimes, again, it's a woman who's quit. Sometimes it's a woman who's lost her job due to uh, downsizing or reorganizing or being bought out. Sometimes it's a family situation that has to be taken care of. Sometimes it's a spouse who moves, or sometimes it's a woman who moves to want to be closer to the family. And then they just decide to downgrade their career because, well, if I move to be closer to my family, I'm going to have to just settle for something less. I'm like, what? Why is that even a rational thought? What? 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 What's that bargain? I don't understand that. I really don't. You can have a thriving, wonderful job, or the woman who lives in a more rural place by choice and says, "I'll never really advance my career because of where I live." That wasn't even true before the pandemic, because there were remote opportunities and things that were available in the thriving economy. And now it's 20 times more true. Please don't bargain against yourself because you don't have the answer. I know that that's like a convenient thing to do. Like if you don't have the answer to something, you create a defense mechanism answer to justify your situation. That's what human beings do to navigate their reality. Instead of making the change and taking responsibility, we navigate our reality with excuses. Well, I I don't have a better job because this is where I live. I don't have a better job because I was off for a year because I couldn't find a new job and I just, I had to take this job. Untrue, 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 untrue. I spoke to a woman earlier this week. She's out of work for 10 years because of a chronic health condition, and now she's feeling better and back going on. And she used to play in the six-figure realm. I can help you get back there. I can help you get back your career. But you have to be willing to do the work. If I could do the work, I would. I can't. And I can't go on interviews for you, but I can give you everything you need. I can help you with your resume and your LinkedIn so they'll look like a million bucks. But you got to do the work to own what's on that, what's in your LinkedIn profile. You got to do the work to feel in alignment and 100% rocking and rolling with what it is that you know how to do in the best version of you. That's how you love your job. So I mentioned when we kicked off the second half of the show that I was going to talk about two other key components that come into this whole idea of being unhappy or hating your job versus loving it. Defense mechanisms are a topic I could talk about for 100 hours or more. Matter of fact, I'm sure if you are in a master's or doctoral level of psychology, they do talk about it for hundreds of hours. Simply put, if you are in an existence that is not fully aligned with your highest self, you will create stories around why it's okay. You will. You will create stories. Like a friend of mine who said that her son didn't go to the emergency room because they don't have health insurance. 
but he needs the care and you have money, right? Okay, we create stories. We create stories that are partly sounding like excuses. We create stories. Now, I'm going to throw a truth bomb. If you're not ready for this, you might want to like turn on music or something. We create stories to take ourselves off the hook. Yep, we create stories so that we aren't responsible. That's what defense mechanisms do. They convince us that we're not really responsible for what's going on. And look, taking yourself off the hook doesn't really work because it's not technically taking yourself off the hook. You are 100% responsible for your life. 100% responsible for your life. You. That wonderful person in the mirror looking back at you is 100% responsible. Not 90%. Not 80 not 50. Yeah, but Mo, I, this. Yeah, but Mo, this. Yeah, but Mo, this. Yeah, 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 but this, 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 this. You are 100% responsible. Yeah, but my son, this. Yeah, but this. Yeah, but this. Yeah, but this. Okay. Says everyone. Everyone has stuff. Everyone. Yeah, but we're buying a house. Yeah, but we're doing this. Yeah, but we're this. Yeah, well, my husband this. My kids that. My parents this. You are 100% responsible for your life. You make 100% of the decisions about what you will or will not do, tolerate, accept, participate in, you are 100% responsible. All of the decisions that lead to your life have been 100% your responsibility. Everything is up to you. Okay? That's one big bucket of truth. The second big bucket of truth is this. You can change everything in your life. You can change 100% of everything in your life. Those are the biggest truths of life. But the gap between not having what you want in your life and making better different choices to get it, that gap is full of self-doubt, not knowing, massive fear, and the biggest piece is a lack of faith. Let's just put it this way. Every single bad day you've had, you've gotten through. I love Steve Harvey and his motivational stuff. It's really, he's, he's awesome in his truth telling. 
every bad day you've had, your creator has gotten you through it. Every bad day, you're making yourself through it with the help of an infinite source of love and abundance. And if you turn that off because of fear and self-doubt and defense mechanisms that are not to your highest good, if you turn that source off because you're in such pain that you can't possibly remember that you have that sense of source, that's on you. That's on you. You are 100% responsible for changing anything in your life that is not working for you. That's it. That's it. So if you don't love your job, you are 100% responsible for changing it. I know exactly how to help most people who have a problem in their career. I can't help everyone. There's certain things that we just can't help navigate over or through. And that's why we have the clarity calls because I want to help as many people as I possibly can from the suffering, the stagnation of a bad career or a less than career or a soul that is depleted and overworked and stressed out. Again, that's mofall.com slash give me clarity. You can go to mofall.com and just see all kinds of stuff about my work and client stories and attend my webinar, mofall.com. I've been doing this work for seven years. And seven years ago, almost to the day actually, I left my corporate executive job I left my entire corporate executive career because I felt that I had played to the highest level, which I did. I was chief operating officer for a big national division of a publicly traded company. We quadrupled in three years like the plan was to do. Worked hard, got stuff done, met budgets, rallied my team, built the team, helped them be better. I wanted to help more people navigate their careers and their souls at a higher level and have the ability to bring the spirituality and the soul into the equation. And when I was doing this work as a, as a leader, as an executive, I had to sort of camouflage it because I had to be careful kind of navigating some of the stuff. Over those seven years, some of the things that I do and work with with my clients have become more normalized. Meditation, as an example. Talking about being kind, as another example. Believe it or not, these are things and concepts that uh, are not always welcome into the corporate environment. And now that we have made some shifts over those years as a society, we've made some shifts as far as diversity, inclusion, we are making shifts as a human species, but what's happened is that so many of us are left behind in the conditioning that we were raised in. 
And being left behind in that conditioning means that we're bringing that to our work every single day. We're bringing perhaps the aspects of having limited ideas of what's possible. And I cannot do this, but I would love to share with as many people as possible what it looks like in the workshop, in the kick-ass workshop that we have several times a week. We have group coaching sessions and we see women brilliantly shining in a way that they have never been in their lives. We have a woman in the workshop right now. She's an attorney and she said to me the other night, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. She's navigating conversations with her boss in a way that she never even imagined was possible. Pushed under a thumb of someone who was pretty domineering personality, micromanager. She never imagined herself being happy in the way that she is now. And she was ready and willing to ditch her entire law career everything she'd invested and become because she was blaming the career. This is another topic I want to cover in depth for you to fully understand what happens. We're going to stack up all the things I've talked about today. We're going to stack up the fact that so many people are unhappy in their jobs. We're going to stack up the fact that that's because people don't really know how to be authentically powerful and true to themselves. We're going to stack up the fact that what happens over time is that our programming conditioning get the best of us. And what happens is that our adrenals and our nervous system and all the physiology of adapting and coping with stress turns us into a less than human being. And then what happens is we can't possibly navigate situations or have fruitful conversations because we are in such a stress mode that all we can think about is running away. Or fighting. I had a woman who fired her herself on an email. She was so upset. She fought with five or six people at work through an email and they terminated her. These are real scenarios, people. Real human beings making bad decisions because they're so stressed out and overwhelmed and don't have a way out. I have the way out. You don't have to kill your career or kill your professional aspirations. As a matter of fact, it's just the opposite. Do not kill something because you're stressed out and you don't know how to do something differently. Here's what we as human beings do when we're that desperate. We blame other things because the other piece of stack on it is that you are 100% responsible. But when you're stressed out, you can't see that and everything's a blind spot and you don't know what to do. If you're backed into a corner like that, you have to start throwing good stuff at bad stuff. Throwing your soul, throwing your career, throwing your profession. True, absolute incomes and earnings. You know how many women we talk to on clarity calls, thousands a year, who are who are literally donating money that they don't earn to their fears. Work with me on this. I talked to a woman the other day. She's making $80,000 a year, and it's sort of a good income for her. But she should be making one hundred and twenty dollars to one dollars That's $50,000 that she's not earning because she doesn't know how to. But she has 
two master's degrees. She has experience and expertise. And now at this point, she's so angry at the world. She actually yelled at me on the clarity call. At me. I didn't have anything to do with her life looking like that. But she yelled at me. Why would someone do that? Because they're stuck in a corner and they don't know how to get out. It's a horrible place for a human being to be, but we see it all the time, all day long. And what this woman wants to do is to get another certificate and something to solve her problem. That's not taking responsibility for solving the problem. That's taking herself off the hook. Oh, it must be because I'm not certified in this. Oh, it must be because I'm not certified in that. Oh, it must be that I need another master's degree. This woman had two master's degrees. Come on. But what happens when you're so beaten down and the world has been against you, so you think, you're in a bad place as a human being. Now, I couldn't help that woman because she's so angry and so upset at herself. But she got upset at me because I was an innocent bystander there. And I understand from a human perspective what was going on there. She called me names, yelled at me. That's what happens. I'm not responsible for your career and your life. But if I talk to you, if my team talks to you and we can help you, and you make a decision to keep in your pain and to keep things going in that direction, that is 100% on you. Sure, there's an investment to work with me. I got an awesome solution to your big-ass problem. Okay? Most women we talk to are between a twenty dollars to $100,000 gap in earnings. That's how much less they're making than they could be or should be making. Now, I don't know a single family on this planet who couldn't use twenty to 100000 more. Not a single family on this planet. Even Bill Gates will take that. Okay? Second or first richest guy on the planet. You have an obligation to your soul and to yourself, and you are the number one responsible person for whether you're happy at work or not. And I don't mean fake happy. But if you're needing to pretend to be happy and pretend to get along with people, your soul is depleted and you're out of alignment and you need to get back into your soul and into your truth and play at the strength of your natural gifts and talents in a way that honors your soul and yourself. And you will make more money when you fix that problem. You will be happier. You will be a better sister, a better daughter, a better mother, a better partner. A better everything. You'll be a better accountant. You'll be a better scientist. You'll be a better attorney. You'll be a better doctor. You'll be a better marketer. You'll be a better salesperson. You'll be better at whatever your talents are when your soul is brought back to life and you begin to view the world as opportunities and not as a scary place that has pushed you back. And a lot of the women we work with have lifetime traumas that they've been holding and they're blocking their truth, and they're blocking their power. You probably wouldn't believe 
how quickly we can help our clients through lifetime traumas and lifetime blocks that literally have been choking their success and they don't even know that that's happening. But this is what we see and this is what we fix and this is what we do to help our clients. Lifetime of being blocked in their soul. And in 12 weeks, life is magical. So to that accountant who booked a clarity call upon hearing this radio show, bravo to you and congratulations on your new job. And as a matter of fact, she's in the workshop with a woman who lives in her same town and they just found that out the other day and they're going to get together. They have kick-ass sisters. Your future is 100% up to you. Why don't you decide today to make a change that is going to fuel you forever? If you've liked what you heard on this radio show and you're not quite sure, pop into my webinar, pop into my masterclass at mofall.com slash masterclass. Spend some time learning about what we do and how we do it. If you like what you hear and you're ready to rock and roll and you say, Mo, sign me up. I want to change my life and bring my soul back to life. Fine. We'll be happy to help you and talk about what that means. That's on a clarity call at mofall.com slash give me clarity. We know what we're doing and we're experts at helping women lift their souls back to land their dream jobs. Let's do that for you. I will see you on the next episode of Bring Your Soul to Work here at Unity Radio. This is Coach Mo Fall, mofall.com. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.